Hi, I'm Louise. And I'm John. And you're listening to the DCIF podcast, Changing World, New Opportunities, an investment podcast designed for members of the DC community. We'll be chatting with asset managers who are all passionate about DC and getting investment right for the members. Investments in DC have changed a lot, so we'll be helping you, the listener, to stay up to date with the latest, from real estate to alternatives, the challenges of trusteeship through to addressing climate change. This first series will focus on the changing world we find ourselves in and the exciting investment opportunities for DC plans. Keep up to date with our work at dcif.co.uk, where you can sign up to receive our research and get invitations to our launches. You can also follow us on Twitter at DCIF underscore UK and on LinkedIn, where we are the Defined Contribution Investment Forum. Fantastic. Let's get on with the show. Hi, everybody, and a very warm welcome to the very last episode in the series, season one of the podcast. It's great to speak to you all today. John, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yes, it's nice and sunny up here in Edinburgh. Oh, is it? We're now into the month of May, so this tends to be the best month of the year. Oh, really? Yeah, June's a bit of a damp squib and then maybe July's all right, but May's usually pretty decent. Interesting. Which is nice for me because I'm a golfer, so I'm hoping to get some decent golfing. Nice. It's been really nice down here and then today it's just really cloudy and underwhelming, just in time for the bank holiday. (laughs) Of course, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Hopefully it'll improve. Anyway, in this episode, we just really wanted to do a bit of a summary of what's happened in series one and a bit of a glimpse ahead to what we'll cover in season two. So John, shall we recap on our intentions for series one? What do you think we wanted to bring out when we first started doing this podcast? It's probably about 18 months ago, we started thinking about the delivery mechanism for the great content that we've put out there. And historically, it always just been in written form, whether it was the more detailed research reports or the round tables or, or combinations thereof. But we recognize that the way people consume research is different now. And I'm sure we'd all listened to some really great podcast series over the last couple of years. And so therefore, we thought it'd be a good way to trial getting our content out there in a slightly different format. So I think it was great. And it was a real learning experience when we first started it. And hopefully now we come across as the consummate professionals when it comes to these sorts of recordings. But yeah, I think it was a great exercise. And I'm sure Series 2 will build on successes we've had in, in Series 1. I hope so. I think from my point of view, like you said, we wanted to experiment with formats. And I'm a big podcast fan. I'm sure you are too, John. I imagine our interests differ slightly. Maybe you're <laughs> golfing and football end, and I'm more like table manners and parenting hell end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already done those ones. I've moved on slightly. <laughs> I love that. Although, to be honest, I feel like financial podcasts are still something I'm getting into. I really like the VFM podcast that Darren and Nico do, but people keep talking about the Economist podcast as well, and I want to get into that. So podcast, we wanted to experiment with that format, but also we wanted, I guess, to bring our members into the spotlight a bit more than we have done today. I think as an investment forum, we usually focus our attention on our research, but it's also really good to showcase everything that our members have to say and all the amazing people that we have within the DCIF. So that's been a really good thing for me about season one, just some of the amazing people that we've spoken to. We've covered such a broad range of topics, haven't we? What do you think those sort of key themes, most interesting bits have been for you? I had a quick check. So we've done 15 episodes. I think the first one was back in October. We're now in May. And I think you're right. You know, it was a great opportunity for us to speak to our members and highlight some of the great work that they do in different areas. 
as you say, in the past, we'd always just focused on external research. And perhaps we'd neglected ourselves as members and we tried to shy away from promoting our own expertise for fear of being seen to be pushing our own agenda. I think also it was a great test for you and I in that we could do these podcasts with a fairly fair audience. So if we messed up in the technology, it wasn't with someone external, it was with someone that we were very familiar with. So hopefully they'd be a lot more sympathetic That's true. to the challenges in terms of setting up the microphones and the recording. Because if we think back to episode one with Sarah and Graham, I'm not quite sure how long it took us to set things up in the meeting room up in Edinburgh, but it might have actually been slightly longer than the podcast itself. <laughs> too long and Sarah was very patient in fact Sarah was actually a great help I seem to remember in trying to figure out which buttons to push on the various recording devices so preparation for today I wrote down all the ones we'd done and sort of tried to group them together in themes I'm sure you did the same thing and whilst we covered a bunch of different asset classes based on the areas of expertise our members had I think one of the key themes that came through and admittedly I think this was by design was how ESG or sustainability was incorporated into what they did. Now, for some of the podcasts, it was specifically about that. So thinking about Siobhan at Bailey Gifford or Simon at Columbia Threadneedle with Social Bonds or Robbie at CBRE, that was definitely the main objective of those podcasts. But for others, I mean, it was just part and parcel of what they did. And it was interesting to tease out how they saw sustainability or ESG being integrated into what they actually did, which was a great learning experience for me. You have a sense as to what other managers are doing and how they're incorporating it, but to hear it directly from them was really interesting. Without wanting to get too meta, how did you find the whole process of podcasting for the first time? Because I guess I'm a journalist, so I'm used to interviewing people on audio and listening to myself back, which at first was the most cringeworthy thing. And thankfully, we have a producer for this, so I don't have to listen back so many times, but you know, occasionally you still have to. How have you found that whole process of doing the interviews? I think if we go back to the first one we did with Sarah, I'd written down a bunch of questions and I thought I was very sort of professional in my preparation. But then, and you'll know better than I, as soon as you get into the heat of battle asking questions, questions naturally flow and they become out of order. So there's a couple of times during that session, I'm looking down at my notes thinking, crikey, I've run out of questions here and we're five minutes <laughs> in. So the worry is that you start to sort of dry up. But thinking back to what I do, my day job, so I'm a part of the client team here at Aberdeen. And our role is to act as the conduit between the internal portfolio managers and the end client. So to be able to articulate what our portfolio guys are doing to the outside world, you have to ask lots of questions in internal meetings. So I'd like to think that I'm naturally inquisitive. So being able to ask questions of an external audience is almost an extension of what I normally do here. So I really enjoy that. And Hopefully, the people we interviewed found the questions or most of the questions I asked reasonably sensible. <laughs> Having listened back, I don't think there were too many daft questions that I asked. No, not at all. The embarrassing bit is actually listening back to your voice and saying, oh, crikey, is that how I actually sound? Oh, I know. It's horrendous. Yeah, it is. It's embarrassing. My poor wife, she has to listen <laughs> to that Scottish accent. And hopefully that, the accent isn't too broad for people who are listening south of the border, but working well, in Americans. Edinburgh, it is. Well, sorry, of course, even them. <laughs> I'm not sure whether we can do some audio transcripts so people can understand exactly what was being said. But you know, the whole process I found really, really interesting. And so when we thought about doing the podcast, it was something I was really delighted to do. Yeah, it's been really great having you. And um, I don't think you need to worry. I understand you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure to be fair, we've worked together for about three years, so you're probably tuned in to my accent by now. That's true. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about season two a bit. 
So yes, I suppose what I should start off by saying is, I know we've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but just in case the listeners weren't tuned into that, the DCIF, basically, we're a membership organization, just in case you don't know this. And we have a board, which is made up of a chair, an immediate past chair, which John is now, and a vice chair. And each of those is like a one-year commitment. So it's basically like a three-year thing. Typically, you start as vice chair, then usually you're elected to chair, and then you move on to be immediate past chair. Um, And I guess we think that it makes sense for the chair of the DCIF, whoever is the chair this year, to be the podcast host. So I feel like this is quite a departure from normal podcasts where you kind of get to know and love your podcast hosts. But I think it makes sense just from like the way that we work from that point of view to hand over the ceremonial microphone baton in, hang on, St. George's Square, did you say? St. St. Andrew's Square in Edinburgh. St. Andrew's Square in Edinburgh. In my head, yeah, it's going to be like passing the Olympic torch. It's going to be emotional. I think so, yeah. But unfortunately, that microphone doesn't really work very well. So it will be just ceremonial rather than actually having any (laughs) meaningful use. Yeah, it's going to be our new host, Lorna Kennedy, going on Amazon and ordering herself a new microphone, I suspect. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have more luck with that one. We'll do a separate episode probably to start season two or four, perhaps as like a separate special episode between seasons. But we'll introduce Lorna in a separate episode. But Lorna Kennedy is chair of the DCIF and she's a partner at Bailey Giffords. And I'm really hoping that a fellow Scott, she'll be a great partner for me as well. I always feel like we've been a great team, John, haven't we? I'm the one who asks the kind of idiot basic questions. And then you're the one who comes in with like these really great technical investment questions, because this is what you do all day. Whereas I'm still this journalist scratching ahead half the time and being very educated by all these brilliant guests that we've had on. <laughs> and we have had some brilliant guests. Just thinking back, whilst it was members we did interview, they put forward some fantastic people and hopefully the listeners found it really, really insightful. But it wasn't just about sort of the asset management side. You had that great session with Mark, uh, Mark Austin, who not only is a member, but he's the chair of their own DC scheme. So actually looking at DC pensions from a slightly different angle was really, really interesting. And I guess that's the sort of thing we're looking to do, or you guys will be looking to do in series two, is to move away from the pure asset management and just try and think about DC slightly more broadly, still from an investment perspective, but maybe looking a little bit more broadly. Yeah, definitely. So I will be an avid listener. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Season two is going to be hopefully a series of CIO interviews. So yeah, like you say, also talking about investment, but from that kind of scheme perspective, I hope. So I'm really excited about that, thinking about things in terms of that trustee scheme role and looking at investment from a different point of view. So our next episodes, I think we're going to introduce Lorna. We'll probably do another special episode with Nico Aspinall again, our repeat guest, doing the next research launch of his next tranche of TCFD research for us. And then hopefully after that, I haven't asked her this yet, so I'm just announcing it anyway. I'm hoping she won't mind. Jeanette Weir, who is a longstanding friend of the DCIF and founder of Ignition House, She is going to do some consumer research with us on awareness of responsible investment as well as consumer attitudes to climate change. We've done that research a few years, well, every other year since 2018. And the idea is that it's a bit of a barometer of awareness and attitudinal stuff, (laughs) she says, articulately. (laughs) And then we have hopefully a bit of a hiatus after that until the autumn when we will start releasing our CIO interviews So that's all very exciting. I would also just say if anyone in the audience listening would like to hear about anything particular or like to hear from a particular person, ideally a CIO, do feel free to email me at louise.farrand at dcif.co.uk or 
you could go on our LinkedIn group, the Defined Contribution Investment Forum. Or I think we also have a company page on LinkedIn. Or you can get in touch with any of our members that you know. Just feel free to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you with any ideas for season two coming this autumn. What's going to be really useful is trying to get feedback from people out there as to what they want us to cover. Because we have views and hopefully they're fairly sensible views. But there are some really interesting topics that might still be very, very niche at this particular point in time, but actually might grow as you move over the years. And so trying to be at the cutting edge of thought-provoking podcasts is really where we want to get to. So you and I were talking earlier on about biodiversity and the types of solutions that are going on in that space. And it's still very, very early days. That's a really fascinating area. And there seems to be quite a bit of development in there. So that could be a, a topic to cover with Lorna in season two. Well, I guess we will finish there. And just another big thank you to you, John, for being such Not a great co-pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure my technological assistance was massive, but oh, hopefully God. the questions were reasonably sensible. Well, I think you're better than me at technology. I don't think anyone could be worse than me, that's for sure. Thank <laughs> God we have a producer. <laughs> I guess the only other thing to say is big thanks to our listeners for listening in and I hope to, I guess, to hear from lots of you and I hope you'll keep tuning in for season two. You've been listening to Changing World New Opportunities, brought to you by the DC Investment Forum. Head over to dcif.co.uk, where you can read all the research the DCIF publishes, follow the DCIF on Twitter and LinkedIn, and subscribe to this show on your favourite podcasting platform. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Changing World New Opportunities.